Now, I usually start these episodes by contextualizing these films, by going on a historical deep dive laced with trivia. Today, I'm not going to do that. Research and context is antithetical to the joy of these camera films. Instead, I'm going to make a stand. I'm my case. I'm going to speak in defense of Gamera. You see, Gamera needs a defense. To many, he is store brand Godzilla, a Godzilla at home, so to speak, a cheap knockoff of Goji, more famous for being featured on Mystery Science Theater 3000 than for anything else. And I know this is true, as I too was once a non-believer. Let's flash back to the first few months of 2021. I had just finished a Godzilla marathon, finally watched them all. I ended with a horrendous conclusion to the dreadful anime trilogy, and maybe I was spurred on by this bad taste in my mouth, or maybe it was genuine thirst for kaiju, but I just wanted more. At this point, so many Godzillas down. I started to realize that my love was not just for Godzilla, it was of the genre. I'd fallen hard with the codes and conventions of the kaiju film for the rigid template that is maligned by so many. Kaiju films have become comfort food for me and have stayed as that. So with the advent of March, I thought it was time to give the Gammeras a go, especially as Arrow had so lovingly restored and repackaged the franchise. But I also embarked as a joke, indicating this by theming my watches on Letterboxd as Gamatra. A wonderfully forced pun in which part of the joke was that Gamatra wasn't a thing. Seriously, follow me, Stephen Edge, Stephen with a PH and Edge, A G E, on Letterboxd and find my original Gamera reviews. They all end with nonsense about the annual tradition of Gamatra, alluding to holiday memories and like and tradition. And it's, it's a joke because Gamera is a joke. Getting a few people to also watch Gamera along with me for that month, though part of the joke was that nobody participated. Was, it was an ironic statement. That is until I fell for Gamera. And it was these two films with which I fell, Gamera versus Virus and Gamera versus Gueron or Gueron. I don't really know. Now, these films are awesome. They are shoddy. They are ridiculous. They are maligned, but they are beautiful. We have ping pong balls, spaceships, scouts hijacking mini submarines, messages about the danger of road traffic accidents, Gamera doing gymnastics, space women trying to eat children's brains, and a whole lot of ultraviolence. I'm always endeared and shocked by how ludicrously violent the Gamera films are. So much more than Godzilla. But the violence is a playground plasticine kind of fakery. It's childish imagination. It's stupidity. It's, it's wonderful. So here is my key defense for these films, and I'll use versus Gearon as my case study. These films feel like playing of a toy box. Yes, it's knockoff Godzilla, but that's the joy. It reminds me of having a mix of toys from all kinds of franchises and backgrounds and just playing randomly with them. The plots have this free associative logic full of nonsense and inconsistencies, but also this enthusiasm to just keep going. Then occasionally these repeated ideas that come up like something stuck in a child's mind and and they are often childish fears as well, like a threatening, a threatening a head shave reoccurs later as a storyline about shaving a child's head so their brain can be eaten. Anywhere else you would note the Chekhovian screenplay structure. Here is just an infantile obsession on one detail. And I mean this as praise. And the art design, or lack thereof, just fits into this. The pieces don't get here and often don't make sense. Later on in Guiron, we have guns that are actually just head shavers. You hold them like guns and they have triggers. 
because why not? Because childish imagination, we have a wall that can make donuts or whatever, but within weird boundaries and water that goes backwards. We have gamma welding spaceships, bizarre fight sequences of amazing flourishes. It is putting all your toys together and just going wild. And it is great because play is fun, because play is enriching. We learn through play and it stimulates our creativity. These films are created outbursts with a scrappy sensibility. They are joy incarnate. Yes, it's Godzilla at home, but at home you can bring Godzilla to life at home you can have the battles you always wanted and the places you always wanted and it doesn't add up and the scale is off and the parts clash but the whole of it is joy just joy Gamera is joy and who can say no to that I think uh, what I want most from a kaiju movie is that utter surprise that okay I'm set up I know basically what I'm going to get but both of these cameras give me that one thing I'm really looking for, which is like that jolt of excitement that you described so well in the intro, which is like, a, I don't know what this thing is, but uh, it's going places I didn't think it would. And it's going past the, the cover, the box art of these. Mm. Which is actually that's a good thing to bring up, because so often, like, there are so many genres of film, especially in genre film and like B-movies, where films are just posters basically where it's just like man this looks cool when you watch it go that is nowhere near as cool as a poster i know jack davenport friend of the show has like a list on letterbox which is just like great poster bad movie and <laughs> kaiju films fit into this so often you look at these gamma posters especially the arrow reissues and you're like well that looks pretty damn cool you're like i recognize that that guy from pacific rim that's pretty cool looking but you're you're really yeah. doubtful it will ever be that good oh yeah we'll live up to it. how can it how could it ever be that good and then it is. Um, well, yeah. we'll see. I know that I'm enthusiastic. We'll see because, you know, we, did, we didn't always see eye to eye on, on the silliness of, of the kaiju film. But I've got a, an inkling that Gamera is the guy for you, the Gamera for you. So let's start with versus virus or virus, um, which we'll be very careful about saying virus um, yeah. in current context. <laughs> so this is Gamera 4. So let's set, let's set the stage for Gamera. Gamera 1, we both like yeah. a lot love it i mean love it and think it's like practically good like you know like a high six out of ten yeah yeah it's 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 like a broken busted movie that makes no sense but it's it's beautiful so Um, endearing yeah versus baragon we kind of differ a bit yeah ezra liked the baragon of it all the rainbow attacks and uh yeah i mean the the fight is fine i i I like it it's okay and versus chaos as as everyone knows is a bad movie as everybody knows (laughs) Yeah, you're not a Gaos fan. That's okay. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just Rodan for chumps. Sorry, Ben. Um, <laughs> I, guess I mean, Rodan is also it. Rodan for chumps. But, true, okay. true. Rodan is a movie for chumps. Yes. Um, and I am a chump. That's um, right. Yeah, yeah, No, I mean, you're not wrong. Rodan is a, is a real flawed movie. Um, but I can't have any podcast go without mentioning Rodan at some point. Um, this movie is held by many versus Virus to be one of the weakest cameras for the obvious reason of it's a clip show movie and which, people hate clip show movies which i think is just like a reductive label that people put on things because that is a label that exists but i think like any like anything we're criticizing in film there's a way to do something well and to evoke hmm. something with it and there's a way to do it badly and there's also a way to do it badly and well at the same time which is yes. what Vira is all about. <laughs> so I understand why so many people dislike versus virus, but I remember in my Gamach for Madness, I got 
four films into this and was just like, even some I really like, I started to worry. I just don't like Gamera movies, and there are so many more of these. I just don't like them, and I'm sorry. And I know people do. And I got to this one, which has like the lowest average of, apart from there's a few later that everyone just like. There's, there's one later that everyone agrees is just terrible, and it oh, is. No. Okay. Um, like really terrible. There's one that I like more than most people because it make because it so aggressively makes no sense. But I still think it's bad. <laughs> but it's just, it's just so nonsensical. It become like artistically wonderful to me. Um, but I'm a strange man. Um, but this movie, like I know that Jack had it rated high and no one else did. And I was just like, Jack, this movie rules. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah it does. Carols. Um, it's it rules so much. And I've read other reviews and they talk about how the beginning is nonsense. And there's a good fight at the end. And I'm uh, like, I mean, yeah, yeah, I know. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> no, the beginning is like the heart of the movie. Do, do they have Boy mm. Scouts in England? Is that a thing? Were you a yes. Boy Scout? Um, I was a beaver, which is the okay. young ones. And then I was a cub. And I was never a scout because I, I, I just didn't want to do it. I wasn't very good at being so a cub. It sounds like but, we both did like the first two, three years of Boy Scouts yeah. possibly. And then noped out once we had to go do the boy scout things uh if i knew that you could pilot submarines in the boy scouts i might have uh hung in a little bit longer um i that i got the editions of boys life every what was it bi-weekly or something which is like the boy scout magazine of america and uh, it never came up not once so lied to yeah and so so this movie i mean it gets to boy scouts but it opens in like kaiju fashion with just space nonsense and i love space nonsense (laughs) it's just space nonsense of this my note here is I love the spaceship design. It's awful. So that is my literal note that I wrote. It's this ring of ping pong balls. Actually, it's like, you know, a shuttlecock. Yeah. yeah. It looks like the top of a shuttlecock just like ripped off with like a clothes hanger through it, just made into a circle. And that's a spaceship. And at some point it's big. And at some point the scale in this movie is Scale's terrible. Bad. Yeah, yeah. It's so bad. It's not as bad as in Guiron. We'll get to that. The scale mm-hmm. in Guiron is amazing <laughs> um, because they don't have models there is no right. scale yeah uh there just isn't um so it just starts with this it's just like a bunch of space babble nonsense and then they're like no our enemy and it's just gamera and you're like okay yeah. okay movie then bam credits camp <laughs> well i i do kind of like the the badness of like the spaceship design it kind of like floats and buzzes like a bumblebee it makes mm. like mm. radioactive sounds and uh, it's yellow and black, and it looks bumblebee. Yeah, you could say. But, and uh, you later it, and it, it breaks apart later, and beca- it's it's yeah. a cool thing. It's 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 it is awful, but it's yeah. cool. It's again the joy of this stuff. And then we get into the camp stuff, which is glorious. It's these two kids, um, these two just like ridiculous kids who, because it's a movie, are ridiculously gifted at science in this like inexplicable <laughs> way. Um, that they rewire the submarine so that, yeah. that the camp commanders can't use it. It's great. They, they they basically almost commit manslaughter. It's conspiracy to manslaughter. <laughs> they find this submarine that is pitched as like the most amazing submarine ever made. Why are they letting these Boy Scouts near it? I have no idea. You yeah. know what? And it, it's probably yellow submarine submarine. This is yeah. the 60s. It's awesome looking. And they just know how to rewire it. And they rewire it so specifically that it thinks that up is down and down is up. But this submarine has a steering wheel. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> I know. I, I don't it. know. I, I haven't figured out like practically how that works. But uh, I'm glad it does in, in the 
world building of uh, what's going on here. I like that the uh, I, the boys, uh, both of these movies, their boys are given um, absurd punishments. And this one, mm-hmm. they're never going to be allowed to eat again. And the next one, their heads will <laughs> be shaved and their brains eaten. So, would, uh, yeah, harsh punishments the, for children. The ultra dark backbone of these Gamera movies <laughs> is just so amazing to me. If you're like, wait, what? And again, it links back to that childishness of being like, People saying things they've not thought about and don't really know what it means, being like, I'm going to eat your brain. You're like, if you actually think about that, that's really threatening. But like it's like, ah, whatever. <laughs> I remember my dad like telling me or my sister, he's like, uh, it's middle winter. You're going to sleep outside tonight if you don't finish that that meal or whatever, you know? Like, I, I, the threats against children are sometimes mm. outsized to uh, what, yes. what they've done. But they did rewire a submarine that should be punished they Except, almost kill two people yeah like it's ridiculous like submarines are so dangerous and these two people <laughs> go into a submarine and then realize as they get really underwater that they can't control it properly I'm like these people are gonna die and then it just cuts to they're fine they're back i'm like oh my god and then the boys present themselves as geniuses that could rewire the submarine so that they could come and commandeer it and they all allow them to do this like the adults <laughs> stand by and just let them go yeah, because the, the adults who made the submarine have embarrassed themselves because the whole show was, this is a great submarine. They're like, oh no, how embarrassing. Um, and then they're like, oh no, the submarine is so easy. A child could, 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 could pilot it. And there's like, I, as a child, will take you up on this wager. They're like, no, they got our semantic trap. No, we can't. So yeah, they jump into the submarine and fix it. <laughs> and then they're perfect. And they just, Gamera is just chilling down there. Oh yeah. And they race Gamera and sing songs. And it's just the most beautiful movie ever made. It's really beautiful that they sing songs mm. to Gamera while uh, uh, scooting by him underwater. Uh, very uh, visually presented, like a, a early silent movie or something. Some of the backdrops yeah. there. Yeah, it's very cocktail, isn't it? It's very yeah. like life, this life aquatic of this, and I, like I have the same enthusiasm for them. I, I feel just, like a Moonrise Kingdom and Life Aquatic. If yeah. you like mash them together, it becomes this movie somehow. Mm. Yeah. I, Matt. And, and actually, like, okay, the, the movie making in these films is, is not great, but there is occasionally an eye for composition that is not yeah. matched by technology. Like, these shots are not good because the quality of equipment is terrible. Um, <laughs> but every now and then, there's some. There's a bit um, in Guiron where it's just like shots of just the the entire city in space, and it looks lovely. Right. Um, there's one bit in Virus that looks comedically terrible, which is like. Gamera in the space in the air on one side and the spaceship in the air on the other side and like the two children in the middle on the sand and it just looks like stuff shoved in a frame that's just horrendous well, but it's so horrendous that it's great. that's that's that one part of the movie too where the kids are looking back at Gamera and you can't tell like where perspective wise that Gamera and the ship are like it it no. keeps messing up the perspective and um it it gets it wrong at least twice whatever the correct way is I can't tell where things exist yeah. in relation to each other at some point gamera is way bigger than the spaceship yeah at some point too. he's way smaller than the spaceship but sometimes he's the same size as the spaceship um it doesn't seem to matter and i don't really care it doesn't uh, matter yeah no no no, no. so uh, oh, this movie rules so much we then <laughs> get to blah blah we've won we've won the submarine competition that we just invented and no aliens are here so yes great great movie um and by the way the subcom the sub-competition doesn't really matter except Gamera's down there no. and gets trapped by the spaceship yeah. shooting into the water. Somehow it's laser interrupts like the, the physics of the water in some interesting yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. It shoots down, traps Gamera and the boys. And Gamera's mm. uh, first move in the in the movie 
first important movement is saving the kids. Friend of children yes. again. So I know I like this one already. Yeah, this, these are proper like Gamera loves children movies. There's even a montage in Guiron, which is just like a history of Gamera as told through his <laughs> relationships with children. Yeah. It's just, what if we just got out those moments? So it's good. Then the aliens arrive and they obviously they believe that Gamera is their enemy. So they decide to learn who Gamera is by watching the Gamera movie. Yes. <laughs> How can you not love that? It's genius. It's what literally watching the movies too. It's not like going back and like figuring out who Gamera was by what he did. It's they watched the literal movie of Gamera. <laughs> like the movie exists within their universe. Like all those they framing devices, the, the black and white, everything. Yeah, yeah, they watch black and white Gamera and it's just, <laughs> it's, it's amazing. They just watch it. And here is my argument. This is great and I don't hate it. People I've read reviews being like, half this movie is just like, not even the actual movie. I don't care. I don't like those movies very much. I like them in this movie. And in this context, it's glorious to me. So my friend Diego, in his review of this movie, just being like, skip to this one, because all the good bits, the last three are in it. Watch those bits. They're more well, fun in context. That's the oh. thing. It's not taking just nonsense from the past movies. It's taking all the best parts and yeah. fitting them into montages of what makes Gamera good while creating like a background around that and a whole interesting kids movie about Gamera. It's all yeah. good. I mean, I like it all. It yeah. rules. It's not as funny as later in the movie when Gamera is, Gamera is taken control of by the spaceship because that's yeah. the thing that happens. And well, they imply two things. Like, first of all, it's they hold his love of children against him. They, <laughs> they hold him it. ransom. They're like, we will kill these kids as he wrecks cities. And Gamera's like, Fine. Another big threat to children, by the way, that they're going to be murdered and they're just taken aboard yeah. the ship. And I mean, it's a little horror movie for, for a little kid, you know? Yeah, they're like, we will kill these kids unless you wreck the city. And Gamera's like, I'm a friend of all children. But then they also have a little chip that controls. It's not very clear. I don't really care. Yeah, yeah I love it. And we cut to scenes of Gamera destroying the cities, which is just footage from the previous films. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like you say, black and white doesn't matter. <laughs> he goes to Tokyo and it's just like, oh, yes, black and white Tokyo. Yes, I know this. <laughs> Famously black and white city, Tokyo. That only black existed. Black and white Gamera. The, in the Gamera cinematic universe, it's not like Tokyo is just like a real place within this movie, which makes it so funny to me. It makes this so much better. See, like this reusage so of clips is what elevates this movie. It's not what brings it down to me. I agree. It's yeah. wonderful. Black and white Tokyo is just the funniest <laughs> thing. And it, because I remember us criticizing vaguely the first film because you're like, you're trying to make me believe that Gamera destroyed the city and killed hundreds of people but just spares the kids and it's ridiculous yeah and actually a later gamera uh, iris which a bunch of our friends just watched that movie is about that kind of like juxtaposition the gamera saves people but in saving people he causes damage it's what um, the avengers movies tried to do with that whole ultron nonsense do you remember how like, the 12 films after ultron were just dealing with that film being crap and uh -huh. not making sense they're like oh no maybe the avengers are bad i'm like yeah yeah um, so that does that, but does a really good. Iris is a really good movie. Um, but this is not that. This is just like, hmm, we have this footage of Gamera wrecking Tokyo. We could make it make sense now. So here it is again. I'm like, this does make more sense here, to be fair. And I, I enjoy it. It's good footage. Yeah, yeah, it's good footage. It plays well. Um, yeah, reuse it. And it's funny to use black and white. I think we both agree that's hilarious to do. So, so funny. Yeah. <laughs> so 
you didn't have to. I mean, they could have creatively done something else and they, they went through it just because that movie exists. We already have a relationship to it. It makes it better. Yeah, to the extent that I refuse to do research, I don't want to know the practical reasons behind why either. they did this. I just, I want someone to go like, yeah, no, just, it's just better. It's I, just better. I'll say about this that I had the best time like summing this one up to my wife, like describing what I'm doing and why I'm doing a podcast on movies, going through like how they have the black and white footage. And I spent a long time on the kids with telepathy and she had so many <laughs> questions about why they can't like conjure things to save themselves. And I'm like, but they could only order orange juice and you know, like they could, they could order. Oh, they can't get a knife yeah. with their apple. Yeah. Let's get to that. Like it, this movie just loves opening like huge metaphysical doors and then going crap. <laughs> um, but this, <laughs> Kids get into the spaceship with a whole bunch of wonderful moments here. So they're in the ping pong ball thing and they find what I've got written down here is the magic juice wall and the magic sandwich wall. Um, this is not to mention that the main villain of the movie is a, is a set of concentric triangles that talks. Um, yeah. So course. far, that, which is so, I don't know if you had Jerry Anderson stuff um, in the States as a child, stuff like um, Thunderbirds, um, Stingray and the like which is parodied in Team America, and they made a Thunderbirds movie. But I'm not sure if that has any cultural impact in the States at all. Maybe. Yeah, somewhat. Um, not because nearly I like there. was but... huge growing up. And these movies have that same kind of like ridiculous kind of like aesthetic of that. And like I remember like the Mysterons in Captain Scarlet just being <laughs> like, not really an enemy and just like a, an evocative thing. And the speaking triangles in this is so just like that Jerry Anderson thrill of just like pulp sci-fi. It's cheap and that's why it's great. But there's a there's a children's magazine show that doesn't run anymore called Blue Peter. Um, and when I was growing up, like a big thing they did was you could make Tracy Island from Thunderbirds. Um, and they had this like section where they make things you can make at home, like paper mache. And the whole thing was like, here's what I made earlier. And like every kid just had the paper mache, like toilet paper holder, <laughs> Tracy Island stuff. And Gamera is that to me. It's like, I cannot wait to like force children to watch these movies um, because they rule. So yeah, you have the magic sandwich wall where the kids, because they just work it out, are like, yeah, these the aliens have telepathy. It's how they control it. Um, so you can just have a sandwich. And one of the guys like, yes, but it's only within, it cannot be things that would harm the spaceship. You're like, okay, right. fine. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, th I thought the kids would get more creative. I thought it would just keep playing into the movie, but it's kind of just brought in just for like the fun of doing it. And like the kids don't get much of it. Like the one kid takes nope. a sip of juice, the guy has a bite of the sandwich and, and it closes up the door. Like, very yeah. wasteful spaceship, by the way. Yeah, and that's that's but sometimes that's all you want. You have like unlimited possibilities. You go, and, I'll have a bit of juice and a bite of sandwich. I mean, it's great too, because like if you were on Earth, you'd never cut like a sandwich into like an octagon shape either. So, I mean, it's good for like the spaceship to decide that it should be cut like within its own image. I appreciate that. <laughs> yes. So yeah, uh, my other favorite thing is the they see the enemy of this movie that you know from the poster and they see him in a cave in a cave in a cage and are like oh, yes. you must be taken prisoner too and i'm like i've seen you on the cover sir you <laughs> you you are a kaiju and one of the kids is just like we should free it i'm like free it into the spaceship what are you talking about yeah. and the other kid goes you wouldn't just free a lion i'm like thank you <laughs> <laughs> one of the kid ends up more rational than the other of course yeah and then the kids get caught in a cage so loose that the way they escape is by deciding to just escape pretty much <laughs> yes they just need to escape kind of like how they escaped with Gamera Gamera just needed to decide to lift up the, the shield for them 
Like, I, I beg you, watch this movie, rewatch this movie. They are just in these respects that are just, they, they're stood up. So they can't just duck down. Yeah. And they have this phone watch thing, which the whole time they just forget to use until they get a call. They're like, oh, yeah, by the way, we were kidnapped by aliens and we're in a space yeah. now. They're like, okay, yeah. It's great. It's so great. It's so, <laughs> so good. great. It's so good, but we have a we have another good movie. Uh, oh, we we didn't even get to the actual kaiju, the actual kaiju, okay, yeah. Virus, who Ira. I think rules. Yeah, like he is a squid monster that they see small, and then in one of the greatest scenes of all time, um, they get the the aliens who, again, this is such an Astro monster ripoff, but it's better. Um, they get the aliens to stand in line, and he just sweeps across and decapitates all of them. <laughs> In one fell swoop, which is just phenomenal. And then squids burst out of them. You're like, man, there are eight squids. And then Voltron style, the squids come together to make giant squid. And then there is one of the most violent things I've ever seen in any movie, which is just this fight between Gamera and this giant squid monster. Squid just stabs himself right through Gamera's chest. It's a brutal fight. It's really good, actually. And the way yeah. that Gamera wins is by taking advantage of the fact that Gamera can survive in space, because why not? Flies Virus up into space until he freezes, brutal to death, and just drops him. It's pretty violent, uh, gritty, as far as, like, well, the Godzilla fights have never gone this far. I mean, they never decapitate. They never, um, they never seem to tear apart each other in any meaningful it's a way. bit in Destroy All Monsters, where... Um, Oh God, Anguirus is just used because Anguirus's role in these movies is to be beat up, beaten up by other monsters to make them look yeah. big. It's a bit where um, I think it's Ghidorah. Ghidorah just rips open his jaw, and that bit's just like whoa. Um, and that's that's as much as it gets. These movies, you're just impaling stuff constantly. It's just it's dismemberment all the time. It's great. I it doesn't it. always feel like they're trying to sell you toys, despite like the children of it all i mean it feels like it's also for adults i mean these parts are definitely not for young children no and yeah you're right it doesn't feel commercial it doesn't feel like it's it's a trap to get you to buy stuff anyway it just feels like nonsense i really like nonsense yeah i mean it it feels like it's designed just for the fun of designing it for the sake Mm. of making it kaiju for kaiju's sake it's good yes which gets us to Guiron, which is Movie, so movie unbelievably sake. good it's so it's gen it's a genuinely great movie i lo- i really love it i was so blown away the first time and it's it's one of those movies where like you just want to list stuff that happens in it i will actually read to you the excitable review of this movie i first watched <laughs> first wrote when i watched it excellent you, you, I don't you remember can, it. You can hear the excitement in my voice. And to the extent that I get some things wrong in this review, there are things that I'm like, okay. re-watching and be like, that doesn't actually happen. So how can you dislike a movie which ends with a child proclaiming this? We shouldn't long for other planets, but make Earth a place free of wars and traffic accidents. This film is wild. We have already established that Gamera is a friend of the children. He is now also one, a space racer, two, a gymnast, three, a straight up murderer, four, a wrestler who does pile drivers from the heights of the outer atmosphere, five, an engineer of spaceships. This film also includes a sword headed kaiju that takes on a new version of Geos. Swordhead, or Gwiron, as the movie calls him, what does it know? Slices off Geos' limbs and their wings, then their head, and then chops them to shish kebab. 
like slices downwards from the neck. It is brutal. <laughs> he also fires shurikens out of his sword blade. The hole they come out of later is plugged by a gamma thrown missile. The gamma then sets on fire. This is the aforementioned murder. And then we also have humanoid space aliens, two of them, who lure children to their planet, a hitherto unknown temp planet in the Milky Way. Pluto is also included on this list so they can eat them. Also, so they can kill Gamera. These aliens, after tricking these young children into thinking of them as friends, hypnotize them, steal their thoughts, and try to lobotomize one of them. <laughs> Lobotomy is only stopped by the arrival of Gamera. This film is wild. It's a film that criticizes in the vaguest way pushing progress for the sake of progress and other imperialist ideologies, and that believes in the kids. It also knows adults are squares that can do nothing. It is the children who will rise up and rid the world of war and traffic accidents. What a movie. That's pretty good. Pretty spot on to me. I like it. Um, that, I like that the, it's just like kids fucking around again. They just like take off and go in a spaceship too. That spends the entire movie um, trying to convince adults that her brothers and friends have actually gone space, which is just a, a, a wonderful premise. I actually quite like the way this film balances just like childish nonsense on Earth and just like imaginary playground world in space. It, yeah. It's quite endearing. I don't want to get too pretentious, but there is like an Ozui kind of like good morning quality to the kids just like going around and just like playing little tricks and firing their little like cap gun or whatever at the police officer. Strangely pro-police at the end. Don't really care for that, but yeah. a fun movie. I mean, it has that suggestion it, again that that if we just don't make war, then we'll all be fine. And that like, I think we've come up on it a few times about like Alliance mm. and uh, Japan, like putting forward a, a peaceful... I, I mean, it's just not <sighs> the time or place for it, I don't think. But I completely agree, and you know I agree, and especially like this close to cultural baggage of Japan's being like, guys, no war. And you're like, oh, oh hello. Um, interesting. <laughs> and they keep on inventing like fake space fascists. I mean, just like, hmm. yeah, just to suggest that non-working idea, just theoretically, it, it doesn't work for me. But uh, mm. obviously, uh, no, no war, no traffic accident is a kid's idea of how to solve a problem but so i quoted quite a lot of this movie because it just says ridiculous things we have again it's because it's just full of such nonsense and it's just adults saying nonsense or kids just going along with it at the beginning we have a serious science demonstration at the lick observatory yeah about mysterious waves and we have this list of things the moon is empty mars has no rivers venus is too hot jupiter is covered in ammonia as is saturn <laughs> I guess some of that is technically true. Yeah. I like the whole Joy. premise that like there's this world beyond the sun and we just can't see it because it's behind the sun. Um, I, don't, <laughs> Which, I don't know how that works practically, but uh, I spent a long time thinking about this because they explain where um, they say what the what the place is called because they call it Proxima Centauri and then they get there and it's called like Prima uh, Terra. Uh, yeah, that's it. I've wrote it down. And Barbella and Flobella live there. <laughs> Barbella means sweet as a little bird, and Flobella means pretty as a posy. And later, Flobella just ices Barbella, which is... <laughs> <laughs> it's a wild like, movie. No, bam, just kills her. Um, hardcore. And they say that their planet is on the exact opposite side of the sun to ours. I'm like, does that mean it's within the same orbit as Earth? Yeah, I can't figure it out. Do they realize that, like, I was like, I get that we draw out the solar system like a straight line, yeah. but those planets are not 
in a straight line. That doesn't mean you can just put another one on the other side of the sun. And then you'd never see it. <laughs> like this, that, I mean, I can't figure out how that planet moves in conjunction with the sun and us in the, in that way then. No. I don't know if they no, want us to think about this. <laughs> no, they really don't. It's, it's, it's beguiling. And then they say that it's in another solar system. I'm like, that's not how solar systems work. <laughs> I, I like the idea that these kids just take off in the ship and it's like a child's imagination. Though. Like, I mean, you could even yeah. like read it like non-literally as like this is what kids are making up in mm. Gamera's like the imagination of children written to like a totally. new world. And I love that about it. There is a later Gamera movie where a kid gets a turtle that he's convinced <laughs> is just Gamera. Um, so, Excellent. you know, that, that happens later. That one's really fun, actually. I like that um so yeah so the space stuff is great they meet gamma in space and then we see uh, a silver chaos a space chaos a spreos as i've written down here mm-hmm. just wrecking stuff on a planet um and the kids just love it the kids are watching me like yeah destruction i'm like they're yes. super into that yeah now why this movie one of the many reasons why it's so great is the visuals of it are terrible um so <laughs> Everything is models, and we're used to this. And we keep saying these Godzilla movies are great because the model work is so good and the way the actors in suits, because they make the models to scale, so you smash through them. They clearly don't have any models that are of a size for the children. So it's all, it looks like it's back projected. Yeah. Um, but what they're back projecting on, there's like a light fixture halfway across it. <laughs> so the entire time. Half the movie, you're like, mate, I can see a light switch on there just in Giron's face. Yes. It looks so tacky. It's just like kids like doing shadow. It's it's so fun. It's just like, yes, these things don't cohere in terms of size. So I mean it really the screen. It really adds to like that kids theatricality of like kids mm. putting on a play for us. And uh I mean I really like that. I I like that mm. cheesiness. I like that we've mentioned there's no scale or uh, there's no way to read how large anything is or how things exist in conjunction to each other. I mean, we can't even figure out where the planet exists. I mean, that no. I like that far-fetchedness. I like a, a lot of the mechanics of it, like doing the water backwards is kind of funny and, and uh, it's a good entrance for uh, Giron. Yeah, uh, and Giron is so cool. Um, so he is the sword head kaiju that's ripped off the Pacific Rim, which is, which is, which is lovely to see. Um, and his first fight is against Gaos, and it rules. So Gaos shoots that laser beam, and he just reflects it back on and chops off his leg. Yeah. Which like, I mean, that's another example damn. of just violence I wasn't expecting. It's so sudden, and it goes right through the leg. And he's like, I mean, he's like hopping. He he can't like stabilize himself anymore after this. There's a later Gamera movie that's more like this because they put pins in his arms so he can't okay. track them, which is just like <laughs> grim. But this scene, I've got my notes here. It's like watching audition. <laughs> like it's just this like felt, extended torture scene of just yeah, chaos the being like brutal. Just slices him up into bits, <laughs> then holds up, thinks about eating him, and goes, No. Yes. <laughs> and the kids laugh and go, Ha, it's too smelly to eat. I'm like, okay, we're laughing. <laughs> <laughs> that was their takeaway too, that he was too smelly to eat. I mean, that's literally what they said. And, um just a sense of humor and general ease about uh gamera this approach i think mm. is the right approach this is this is what i want this is what you want i believe yeah and and they even bring up their road traffic accident um <laughs> obsession when they're like ah this is an ideal planet without more traffic accidents and that's their dream the whole way through 
they're very concerned about traffic systems and they um, really are yeah, road procedures uh very strangely on my way home to record this i saw two people get an accident separately so i understand these kids and uh, today yeah, at least okay. I, I relate to them i watched a big truck come in and clip off like the front side of a van i was like yeah i, I want to be in this uh camera playing on the other side of the sun right now but yeah but these things i mean these things are horrible but like they're somewhat easier to like conceptualize as adults of like mm. and knowing the stakes of something but like it reminds me of when you see something as a child and don't quite comprehend it so therefore it does become really brutally scarring to you so like I, their obsession with like wanting to end road traffic accidents and putting that next to wars is so odd it, like it's funny because it's yeah stupid but it's also so oddly convincing and so earnest of like you know like yeah you know what yeah why not and there's this very very late critique that runs through the film about how they 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 want this idea of this perfect land of progress and it's not like perfect nightmare or anything it's not just like it's not going to really cleverly question what is progress anyway mm. but this sense that they learn that no we should improve what we have rather than escaping to a presumed ideal is a lovely message to take away and is, is so simplistically put that child can understand that we should we should try to work with what we have and to make things better rather than just projecting i i do really like that i like that simplicity of message and um yeah i think it works in this film so mm. and obviously the coup de gras of this movie is the fight between Gamera and Guiron, which yes. is so memed, so gift, so wonderfully hilarious. And I, I like in our Discord servers that we're in, like this, this gif of Gamera doing his gymnastics is, I mean, ev people have seen it as wonderful. It's the MST3K clip of when mm -hmm. Servo, I think, says, I've just realized how strange this movie is. You're like, yeah, this movie's weird. <laughs> Which is funnier now in context, knowing how strange the movie gets until then. Um, that payoff makes more sense now. Yes, yes. But yes. That is so the he... moment where, yeah, that's what I want Gamera to be, him doing like uh, somersault gymnastics around a bar and just yeah. flipping on and off. And uh, yeah, I mean, it has like, again, no sense of weight, scale, or no, like, no. like sense of, what he can do or how he exists in this environment. That's great. Yeah, and Guiron has throwing stars from yes. the sword that gets stuck in Gamera's cheeks, which is just brutal. And then Gamera picks up snow from nowhere and runs it over it. That's great. But like the gymnastics bit, when I first saw it, I was sure it was gonna be like a power-up to like kick um Guiron, which would make sense. But no, he does a like a perfect dismount and poses like an Olympian. <laughs> yes. And I thought it would be like I mean, the, we've gone through like two big moments on the podcast of the Astro Monster jump and yeah. the uh, Gamera flip. I think those are the two iconic kaiju moments yeah. that we've we've best covered so far. Uh, and they're I both mean, completely yeah. random in their movies. They're both just like out of nowhere for nothing. That's what I want, though. I want this weird space shit just to happen for no particular yeah. reason other than that's funny. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Gamera kind of eventually wins um yeah. but then Guiron is running at them and then Gamera does the the murder where he shoves a missile that comes out of another mi it's a missile <laughs> that fires a missile yes into the gap in his sword and just sets it on fire and explodes it it is brutal <laughs> love it yeah yeah I love all this um very fond of both movies um, should we oh, put them up he in the the kids home in his mouth like he's a yes. <laughs> looking after it's yeah. 
yeah, let's rank these movies. Um, yeah, because... you have the list there. You want to send it to me? Yeah, I've I've got the yeah. Let me do it in the chat here, and I can send okay. it to you as well. Um, and then we can do our edits live. <laughs> so as always, if you want to find the list, you can follow me on Letterboxd. I have it in my lists, um, so you can find it there Stephen quicker H. than I am finding yeah. it. Yes, blah blah blah. Scroll down through all of my nonsense lists. Jesus Christ! How many do you have now? Uh, too many. Okay. Uh, most of them are just jokes. Um, so, ranking the monsters list. So we have twenty-one movies. Wow. Okay. Yeah, um, and with a strong showing, uh, we've got a top ten that's looking great. Um, and I think it's about to get all kind of shook up. So, Maybe. Yeah. Um, Cal, would you like to... There is the list. Want me um, to read uh, the first 10 here? Yeah, you read the first 10, and then I'll go through the dross at the bottom. Okay. At number one, we have original Godzilla. Greatest movie I've made. Possibly. The greatest kaiju, for mm-hmm. sure. For now. That we've covered yet. For now. For now. For no- Maybe. Maybe. Number two, Madara. Godzilla. Great movie. Number three, The X from Outer Space. Probably won't stay at number three for very long. But, uh, great movie. Great movie, though. Great movie. At number four, The Host. Legally not as good as The X from Outer Space. <laughs> Yikes. Um, number five, uh, Gamera. And number mm. six, Polgasari. Oh, that movie rules. Yeah. I'm so glad Polgasari's on there and we did it so early. Mm. Number seven, yeah. Madara. Yeah. Number eight, Ghidorah, the three-headed monster. Yay! I like the movie. Nine, Pacific Rim. I like that oh, movie. Oh, God, yeah. Mom that likes really that exists. Movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At ten, Rodan, which uh, we're not going to talk about ever again after this the, week. The thinking man's chaos. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, we're definitely not. And probably not Pacific Rim either. Um, those, But yeah. And then in, in, in your, your Dross places, which has some great movies here, actually. Invasion of Astro Monster, Daimajin, Cloverfield, Gamma vs. Chaos, Gamma vs. Paragon, Great Yoko Guardians, Godzilla Rates Again, Mysterians, Godzilla, Varan, Clifford the Big Red Dog, um, Godzilla King of the Monsters. <laughs> Clifford's not in the list, you know that, right? <laughs> it's not in the you list. You can keep like trying, that. but I mean, if we're like 10 episodes from now and you're still trying to put Clifford in, I might have to leave the yeah. show. I might I might just have to see Clifford or leave the show. I don't know what the option is right now. I don't know which one is worse. Yeah. They both seem like terrible outcomes. So, uh, All right, so let's do virus first. Okay. Virus. Um, better than original Godzilla. So, all right, I think we should start it off with these movies are better than Gamera. Yeah, so they're above fifth place. They're they're above. So I'm gonna put I'm gonna put both in. Okay. Already, um, in that thing. So they are five and six respectively. And you want to do with virus first? Moment. And virus first, yes, I think okay. so. I'm fine with starting it. Hmm. Would I start it above the original Gamera? I mean, it, that's that's tough. It's pretty even okay. with me. Hmm. I, I think Virus does all the fun of the original Gamera and also includes the good scenes from the original Gamera. I mean, I think Virus is some of the most fun I've had like talking about a movie on here because I was so excited about it. Yeah. And I was so excited about the submarine thing. But I don't know. Yeah. We're ranking Kaiju, though. I don't know if Virus... 
is better I than think... the introduction of Gamera. Uh, true. Okay. Yeah, I think we do need to have a big. Yeah. Okay. Movie wise, I think Vira is obviously better than Gamera. Yeah. Um, I think we both agree about that. Even the things that people don't like about this movie that we like. Yeah. I think we we agree it's better. Okay, so shall I put it a notch under Gamera? Is it better than Pulgasari? <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say it's more than Pulgasari, at least. It's more movie. And because yeah, it does think... go through the best of those other movies, yes. like accumul- accumulation of those scenes, it is better than Pulgasari. Okay, yeah, all right. Okay, I like that. So we, we've got it at, at, at seven okay. uh, underneath Gamera. Now, Gamera versus Guiron, um It's great. Is this, is this number one? <laughs> I mean... Is it better than Madara versus Godzilla, though? Let alone Godzilla? I w- all right, let's, let's go up. Above Gamera versus... Above Gamera the Giant Monster, yes, because yes, it has better yes. kaiju fights. Above the host because it's a better movie. Uh, I agree. <laughs> above the extra matter space because it's not a meme. Uh, <laughs> I mean, obviously, the extra matter space should never be in three. So I'm very happy to get out of those top three. It's in the top three. I think, as much as I love Mothra versus Godzilla, I think Garrett versus Guiron is more fun, more adorable, more pure kaiju creativity, just genius. Absolute genius. It's just so unhinged, too. Mm. I mean, mm. Mother of Earth Godzilla. Has some hinges. There are hinges in that movie. And it's, yeah, it's a very practical, here's what a good kaiju movie is. But I think this one does more of what we're looking to highlight, yes. which is celebrating peculiarity and personality in our monsters, rather than just, here's a really good movie. Which... But, but I, I need to bring up again our argument of we're ranking the kaiju-ness of these is yeah. it better than original Godzilla? <laughs> because <laughs> I think it's really fun. Oh, I, I've been thinking about this all day today. Of, <laughs> I think it's the first time where it warrants a conversation. I think realistically, realistically, it's number two. But I think it warrants making a case. So, I mean, Godzilla, obviously, Godzilla has the thematic edge and the, yeah. the depth of it is just so strong and so... I mean, defining of literally every movie we'll watch on this list that moving it down, it might reflect more on every movie on this list than this one does, which is very singular. You're not wrong. Yeah. None of that is wrong. That is all 100% correct. But like as a movie, as a motion picture, as a piece of art, Godzilla is is far ahead of, of anything here. Um, yeah. Like in a different league. It's, it's one of the greatest movies ever made. As what a monster movie can be and in as fun as you want a kaiju film to be if i was like let's sit down and watch a kaiju movie i would not put godzilla on no i would put gamma versus Guiron on every time i'd make godzilla the first movie i'd want to watch by myself if i had like a priority kaiju viewing but if i had a friend over i wanted to show someone like what's really special and unique about what we're doing what the show could be i might show them Guiron instead I, generally, this is like I've got friends where I'm like I I'm not going to make you watch Godzilla movies. However, this movie you, you should watch it. It's wild. It's just it's so wonderfully strange. I, I don't know if we could put it in first without losing our credentials. Um, is it possible? I obviously like Gamera a lot, and I'll be a mm. Gamera guy anyway, so I'll always give it a little bit of edge. 
because I don't have that much fascination with Godzilla after the first movie, but until Shin. I have a compromise. This conversation isn't closed, is what I'm going to say. I think for now, it stays at two, and I think it stays in the back of our minds, and as we get more of these down, and we get more of a, a view for like how the list is going, then maybe we will return no, I to think, it. For now, I think we need to finalize it now. I think we need your, uh, your final take on whether this is better than the best movie of all time. Godzilla. I don't really want to do that to our guy Honda, but uh, I say no. I say we put it in two anyway. Uh, but uh, uh, I think it's uh, fun think, to think about putting it in first. It's such a strong number two. It's such a strong two. It's like one, two, the rest of these movies. I think it's fun to put it before Mothra vs. Godzilla, at least, mm. and create that like Godzilla this then Mothra Godzilla builds a stronger list I think okay. it, I think it makes it a wild list putting this in first as bad as we both want to do this for the sake <sighs> of it you're right all right we have 23 movies we'll now do our top five which is a strange list of films and at number five Bong Joon-ho Oscar winning director Bong Joon-ho's <laughs> good placements in at number five Yes. Uh, one of the, you know, one of the greatest monster movies. Oh, so good. Um, in uh, number four, The X from Outer Space. Barely a movie. I accept it there now, though. I, I don't need to challenge yeah, it yeah, anymore yeah. in this show. Yeah, it needed to not be in the top three, but it needed to be like, this movie's fun as hell. Now it, now it has its place. It's representing something now, which is what it always should have been. Yeah. Um, Three, um, Moffat vs. Godzilla, which is just a great movie. Two, Garen vs. Squirrel, you've heard us talk about it. It's just the most fun you can have. It's like 80 minutes long. Watch it, rewatch it. Loads of our friends have watched it, rewatched it. Love it even more than we do. It's just so good. And number one, Gajira, 1954. Absolute classic. Pretty much clear if it will ever be unseated. I mean, doing that as our first episode, I think, uh, I think it builds a strong case for what the list would be, but uh, unclear if we'll ever have movement on the top yet. I mean, the only thing I can see coming close to it for me is GMK, but that I'm not sure what you'll think of GMK. Yeah, um, I, I already have yeah. two I know I like more than it, but there are two that I don't think you're going to agree on particularly. So. Oh, oh. But you'll see. <laughs> well, that's exciting. Um, and with that, um, that is us done. So to plug things as I get this right. All right, Calvin. Are you thinking of music. plugging things? Oh, no, you're thinking of three no. letters. No, I, no, no, I wanted to get it right. Because okay. uh, I keep getting this wrong on podcasts. Three Letters and Five Mics is a music podcast for people like me that like music, but don't know much about it. and want to learn and be entertained by two very knowledgeable, um, witty and entertaining individuals. That's yourself and uh, Kev from the site. Really good, um, like seminal rap records, which I either know or don't know. So I'm finding new music or I'm learning more about obviously I love. I think it's really great. And the Spotify inspiration stuff is just so, so, so cool. I think you do a really cool thing there. So thank you very much. Um, Jay Z episode coming next week, I think. So, which is an album I don't know. Should I listen to the okay. album beforehand, or no. should I? Okay, cool. I, then I will do that. Thank you. So there's that. Um, Twin Geeks cast um, is being reborn. Um, will be reborn. Um, there's a most recent episode, which um, is myself and friend of the site Murph talking about Thanksgiving, which is chaotic. <laughs> it's good chaotic fun though. <laughs> it's- and we made it uh, perfectly seasonable content. We made like a one-day lifespan for this episode, which is a really good thing to do with podcasts. 
Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so dialed down on one specific Thanksgiving. Um, but yeah, best in we talk about best in the show. So we've got that. Um the Daydream cast exists. You can listen to it, it's there, find it. Uh, Pavlos and Brogan. And we'll uh, do like a game of the year thing for 1986. Oh yeah, I forget you're doing that. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. What are your favorites going in? I don't want to say, uh, you know, last year that we uh, bumped okay. Mario down and it is like a conversation where we're uh, looking at it and trying to like structure it. I mean, like original Legend, Legend of Zelda, pretty yeah. hard to beat for me, like us coming in. So give I'll us a taste actually for what, what heavy hitters came out of that year. So like, don't say if you like them or not, maybe you hate them, but like, what are, what are some of the, the, the famous games of this year? Have you heard of Balloon Fight? I have heard Balloon Fight. <laughs> yeah balloon fight was that year i think uh the first like dragon quest maybe maybe that year uh there's metroid kid icarus uh um donkey kong jr3 uh you know kid icarus metroid donkey kong jr3 the the seminal games oh yeah uh mario lost levels the hard mario game oh god i hate that yeah i don't love the game so uh there'll be there'll be plenty there um uh, outrun very oh, fantastic. Outrun rules! Arcade I game. love Outrun. Oh, Outrun is so good. Um, fantastic. So there's that. And then finally, to plug myself, um, Vaughn and I do a podcast about new movies um, that we spoil thoroughly, uh, named by Calvin. I'm thinking of spoiling things, um, which you can listen to us talk about films maybe we like or dislike. We have done... What did we do? Jesus Christ. We did <laughs> Dune. Um, we did No Time to Die, and we did The French Dispatch, and there's an episode on um, Spencer? Spencer coming soon. Review on the site from Vaughn and Spencer as well. Very looking forward to all that. And we have a lot of written content coming up. Uh, yeah. A lot of movies still coming out. So I'm seeing Don't Look Up and Red mm. Rocket, and I know Vaughn's got a few uh, coming, and you've got a few. So Yes. Exciting times. And- yeah, I've even reviewed good movies recently, like some really good movies recently. Which Power is the Dog, Drive My Car. Yeah, Power the Dog's yeah. so good. Drive My Car is great. Petite Maman is obviously beautiful. Um, so there's, oh, there's good movies out at the moment, and they don't all have monsters in, but watch Gamera instead. What would you say? Uh, drive My Car, Hit the Road, is there a difference? I'm pretty sure they're the same movie. I'm okay. Pretty- <laughs> A, a reference to something that will be at the end of the Spencer podcast. Well, it's uh, about... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, you reference this. I see. Okay. Um, it's time to uh, hit the road. I, I gotta go drive my car. So you wanna you come take back, us out? No more, no more. No more. I do want to take us back. Take us back. I want to take us out. Yes. I want to end with what I always say at the end of these episodes. You're used to it. So we shouldn't long for other planets, but make Earth a place free of wars. And traffic accidents. The end. You're not going to do the other one. No. Okay. <laughs> okay, we'll leave it there. <laughs> I'm still waiting for it. Like, I, like he's not nope. serious that that's the end of the show. No, nope, that's the new one. I, I'm, I'm ditching the really beautiful, lovely thing, the quote that Honda had that was given to him due to his wartime like trauma. And this great quote from Gamera versus Guiron is the new thing. We shouldn't long for other planets, but make Earth a place free of wars and traffic accidents. I guess I've written I, it down for a reason. It might be more fitting of the show. So. Yes. And Thank it's you, great Steve. advice. My pleasure. <laughs> Thank you. Musura.